0: And welcome back to the Creative Girl of Color podcast. I'm your host, Danielle B, coming at you live from the studio. You're probably asking yourself, like, who is Danielle B? Who is this person? Who's Creative Girl of Color? Well, I'm an artist, I'm an entrepreneur, mom of two, YouTuber, podcaster, metalsmith, and much, much more. Now on this show, I'm going to be breaking down all the tea on what's happening behind the scenes with the artists as well as having artist interviews while encouraging diversity in the artist community one brush stroke at a time. And I'm also here to help you guys, you artists at home, find your passion and your purpose through the world of art. If you want to be a part of the conversation, come over and join the family over on Facebook under Creative Girl of Color, where we're going to be doing Facebook Live interviews as well as tips, tricks, tutorials, and much, much more, okay? So you definitely don't want to miss out. Also, don't forget to hit a girl up over on social media and let me know how you're feeling, what you're feeling, what's really going on. You know what I'm saying? Tell me if you have any burning questions that you want me to ask on my next podcast. And let's dig in. Intro music provided by Casey Jen. What's up everybody and welcome back to another Creative girl of Color episode where we focusing on helping artists around the world out there just like you. So today's episode, we're going to be focusing on how to help you guys out in the trade show, in the festivals, selling your stuff, the top 10 must-haves, what you should be gathering. I'm going to pour into you guys and give you all the tea. Okay, but first let me do a little bit of housekeeping. If you want to support the show, you can head over to my PayPal and donate. I'll really appreciate it at winter underscore green 36 at yahoo.com as well as slash creative girl of color. Now you can donate to the show on Patreon. Or you can join one of the tiers where I teach you the wonderful fundamentals of art, art theory, and stuff like that. Alright, so let's get into these tips, you guys. So, I wanted to kind of talk about the tips tonight because it just so happens that your girl is getting ready for a festival that I have coming up September the 21st, September the 22nd. It's going to be at Weber's Farm here in Maryland, Parkville, Maryland, to be specific. So if you happen to be in the area, come on out and see me. So I'm getting ready for this festival. And I said, you know what, let me go ahead, push the record button and give you guys some quick tips on how to survive these festivals, because Lord knows, I wish I had something like that. I really do. I wish I had somebody to kind of pour into me and talk to me about what I needed when I went to a festival or a trade show to be successful. Especially when it comes to selling art or maybe your creations or something like that. Um, because it's it was absolutely terrible when I first started getting into the scene. Um, you know, I'm going to take it back for a minute, way, way back, right? Uh, circa 2008, when I first started with, um, making jewelry, because as you know, I'm a metalsmith. So when I first started making jewelry, I went out and I, there was this big trade show called, and I'm going to call it out. I don't even know if it even exists right now, but. Uh, it was a big trade show called Shecky's. And in this trade show, basically, you had to pay $600, you guys. 600 big ones. 600 smackaroos, okay? You had to pay $600 for a table or a booth, whatever you want to call it. And when I got there, I was like, bam, I got this $600. I had saved up money, you know, put my put my whole thing in. Boom, got there. Oh, my God, you guys. When I got there, number one, uh, the the show didn't really explain that. It was a lot of big names there. Um, it was a lot of people there that had booths that were not people that made handmade stuff. Okay? So that was number one. They didn't make handmade things. And on top of that, there were big companies like, you know, people that sell, uh, they have big conglomerates and they sell things, uh, they get things mass produced through China or whatever they do. They wasn't making anything by hand. So how the hell is a little small business person that's making everything by hand supposed to compete with that? Okay. So that was my first experience of hell, even dealing with a trade show because I had paid all this money, traveled all the way to Philadelphia for this trade show. And at the time I lived, um, I lived in New York and, uh, traveled all the way to Philadelphia for it. And to my surprise, I sold, I barely sold $200 in products. Okay. 200, I barely made any money, you guys. I sold $200 worth of jewelry. That's it, okay? Meanwhile, I spent $600 on the table. Okay, let me lay it out for you. Let me lay the scene out for you. $600 on the table or booth, whatever you want to call it, plus $150 between gas and tolls to travel from where I was. And et cetera, et cetera. The money, I was bleeding money. And I made no money, no connections. I was out of my league, busted and disgusted, and went back home, cried in my coffee, okay? <laughs> so that's the long and short of that particular uh, sad, sad trade story. So this is why I want to, Paid for it and give you guys these tips so that you have an easier time and it's not as hard for you going forward and you know how to prepare when you're going into something. Number one, do your research when you're going to get into a festival. That's number one. Do your research. You should know what your demographic is, who you're selling to. Um, what other vendors, what other artists, or whatever it is—it doesn't matter what, what business you're in. If you're going to sell something, or you're going someplace to set up and sell something, you need to know who's going to be there. Uh, what's the demographic? Are they going to have money? You know, are they spending money on your type of product? Uh, also do research on the people that's actually giving the event. Because you could end up going into something and the person doesn't advertise you. You know, they're not telling people about you. So then that could be a whole nother nightmare within itself because then people don't even know that they're going to be artists at this particular event or that um, there are going to be vendors there. Sometimes there are, uh, what do I say, there are opportunistic people out there that... <clears throat> buy up like product and buy up uh what do you call it like spaces and different properties so that they can throw these events and capitalize on certain markets. Now mind you they don't necessarily care about that market. They don't care about you as a as a vendor. They don't care about you as a small business owner. So that's some of the things that you should definitely be thinking about before you go into these situations so do your research do your do your due diligence I can't even talk properly your due diligence <laughs> do your due diligence and look before you leap. pay attention to what you're getting into because you could end up spending way more money than you expected to spend and end up in the hole and I don't know about you but I don't have thousands and thousands of dollars to throw at a at a trade show and or festival, and it turned, I don't, I end up not turning a profit. And this goes for the same situation that has to do with, um, this goes for if you go to those conventions like Comic Con, Dragon Con, uh, all these different con videos. I mean, con conventions, you definitely want to do your research, make sure that it's the right market. Okay. So Now, once you figure out where you're going to go, start your checklist, okay? That's number one. I have a checklist right in front of me. I know I have all the list of everything that I need to have for the festival to prepare for the festival, right? And on the day of, and this includes supplies, every little minute thing, because believe you me, on the day of the festival, slash trade show, whatever it is, You're going to be, your brain is going to be scrambled. Most of the times these things are early in the morning and you're going to be rushing around. You may even have to travel out of town, catch a plane, whatever. Your brain is going to be scrambled. You're going to be, you know, basically your brain on crack or whatever. (laughs) And you're not going to remember anything. all the things that you thought you remembered, all the preparation that you did prior is going to go right out the window. And you're going to be... Getting, because once you get to these places, especially if you have to travel or catch a plane to get there, you're going to be asked. out. Uh, you're going to get there and you're going to be like, damn, I forgot this, I forgot that. And you definitely don't want to show up somewhere unprepared, unprofessional, busted, and disgusted, okay? So get your checklist together, guys. Second thing, uh, well, third, fourth thing, whatever, right? Buy supplies. Get your supplies together as we speak. I'm ordering my um, cards from Vistaprint.com. Now, I don't know where you guys get your cards for, but that's one of the main places that I've been ordering. I've been ordering all of my business latest business related materials, like business cards, pamphlets, um, you know, promotional materials. I've been ordering that what really for 10 years now I've been with them a long time like hello vistaprint.com you need to hook a girl up you know what I'm saying like cuz I've been ordering from you guys a long time so anyway um <clears throat> that's mostly where I get my um business cards at they're really affordable really professional and you know 9 times out of 10 your stuff is going to look the way you know if you upload a um Like, if you upload a custom logo, custom whatever, nine times out of ten, it's going to look dope, and that's the way it's going to be. So, like I said, as I speak, I am ordering materials off of whatever I'm going to need, off of Amazon, stuff like that, off of whatever. My prints, all that, right? I'm ordering, not off Amazon, but, you know, I'm ordering my prints, I'm getting all these things together, Anything that I feel I'm going to need because you want to be fully stocked when you go over to these festivals and or these trade shows. You want to make sure that you have a fully stocked uh, booth that people uh, have an array of things to buy from at, at different price points, you guys. So set your different price points. Make sure that these things uh, are set up beautifully. We're going to talk about booth setup in a minute. How I'm going to recommend how your booth may or may should be set up, depending on what you're selling. Now, you you know, everybody's not an artist. For me, you know, jewelry, I kind of set up my booth similar to the way I would if I was out there selling jewelry. But for art, you're going to set up your booth totally different. You're going to need way more, uh, equipment and shelves and racks and panels and all sorts of things. Right. So, um, those are some of the things you need to think about. How is your booth going to be set up? What are the products that you need for your booth to make it not only logistically proper, but for it to look proper, um, aesthetically, you know what I'm saying? Um. So let's get into the tent. Like, if you if you need a tent, get your tent. You know, get that together. Most most spaces that you get when you go to these trade shows or these festivals will nine times out of ten be a ten by ten space. But they do have bigger spaces depending on if you go to a convention or Essence Festival or you know Art Basel or something like that. If you go to those sorts of places, um, the spaces, you may be able to choose your space, which your spaces can go up to, you know, a big corner uh, booth, which is maybe 50, uh, you know, 10 by 10, 10 by 20, 10 by 50, you know. In some instances, Comic-Con, some people have whole aisles that they take up depending on how big their business is. Okay, um, we talked about business cards, T-shirts. You can get some T-shirts. It's good to have, um, like, if you have a helper with you or you have family members, whoever you have that's going to be with you, they should definitely be looking professional. And you should all probably, you know, you don't have to be, like, kitschy and, and be, like, weird. But, I mean, have a cohesive look, like, you know, if one person has on black or, you know, maybe buy a bunch of T-shirts with your all of your logo on it, your name on it, your company name, your business name, whatever it is, your artist name, have um, T-shirts and then that way everybody that's with you on that day can have your T-shirts on and, you know, you'll be good to go. Okay, um... What are we on? We are on what number five six, so number five. This you as you can tell, this is gonna be way more than ten tips, you guys. So yeah, um, again, you want to get like prints, canvas prints, um, canvas prints, and like smaller items. Now, let me tell you, that's why I say you need to have things at different price points because what I've noticed from being out in the festival scene, you know, trade show scene, whatever, what I've noticed is that a lot of people like to buy smaller items. And depending on your demographic, okay, your demographic, also, I'm sorry to say, depending on the person's social and socioeconomic background that's going to basically directly relate to how much they're willing to spend or how much you make at that particular trade show okay so if you go into a fancy neighborhood or you happen to set up somewhere that's well known like a comic con or something like that you're bound to make a lot of money uh you may make back the money that you invested in that particular booth but if you go to JoJo's Rib Shack, you know what I'm saying, flea market slash flea market, you may or may not make no money. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> so really think about that. If you're going to JoJo's Rib Shack slash flea market, don't go spending all your rent money on <clears throat> like a booth set up and stuff like that when 9 times out of 10 you're not going to make your money back. So really again, think about your demographic, think about who you're selling to. Um oh yeah, so like I was saying, like uh the smaller items those sell seem to sell the most even at the bigger uh, you know, conventions, trade shows, festivals, whatever. Those seem to sell a lot more than anything else. Like when I was selling, just in August, I went to a festival, and I set up a booth. When I was selling out there, I sold a lot of prints. I sold, um, I sold out of almost all of my prints, you guys. And I was selling the prints at like fifteen dollars a pop, or something like that. They were only like eight by ten prints. But if you buy a bigger print, maybe you can be and buy, uh, make a bigger profit. Again you got to think about your overhead versus what you're trying to really make when you go to these particular places. I um I had uh you know, I had my prints out. I sold most of my prints, 8x10s, 15 dollars a pop. Uh so I made a good 100 dollars just off of prints, okay? So, uh also I sold a lot of 16x20 Paintings and uh, what was it? 8x10, by, by ten, nine by 9x12, 11x14, 16x20 seemed to so sell good. Um, but again, I was only charging like $60, $70 a pop on my 16x20 flower paintings, and that was only because um, you know, I was trying to move a lot of product that I had already in in house uh, flowers and things like that, that hadn't sold for many, many months, like, even, like, it was one or two of them that I had in my studio for over a year. So, if it's a product that you're really trying to move, I would definitely, uh, recommend that you guys put that into your little inventory, you know, to get your inventory up. Also, also, okay, um, you know, make sure that, um, your setup is looking good, you know have your table set up in a cohesive way, maybe facing all the same way. Have your banner up, oh yes, definitely get a banner again you can get a get a banner from vistaprint dot com um get your banner when you have your banner up that looks very professional. You can get a retractable banner. You can really do it up like if it depending on your budget you can Really get uh those top notch beautiful banners. I mean I've seen the works, I mean the flashing signs, all that stuff. Uh you know, so those are some of the things that you want to think about. Oh, also think about, you know, getting decoration, not just the logistical hardcore stuff that you need for your booth, but decorations, flowers, fake flowers, lights. You know, sparkles, sprinkles, fairy lights, all that stuff goes a long, long way. Aesthetics goes a long way. I'm telling you, you'll have more people flock into your booth over what your booth looks like versus what you actually have in your booth. Let me say it again. You'll have more people flock into your booth over what your booth looks like versus what you have in your booth. Okay, so that's a festival one on one. You need to get your aesthetic up, you need to think about that. I can't tell you how many times I've gone to a festival, and sorry, and I've gone to uh, I don't know, festival, trade show, whatever, and I've seen people in the corner with these little pitiful booths, you know, or not even a booth, but they got a table. No tablecloth, a few prints, and like two cards thrown on the table now mind you i don't I'm not saying that everybody has money to go to a trade show to go to a festival because I don't always have the money. you know the last time that I went to a trade show to into a festival, I didn't have the money you know i was I was up in there. On on a wish and a prayer. You know what I'm saying? So I didn't really have the money that month. But I did it anyway. Because it was good for advertising. Networking. And I felt like I needed to get out. In my local neighborhood. So I really needed to do it. You know what I'm saying? So definitely. I'm not saying that. You know anything bad towards people. Maybe if you don't have it. To go to these things. What I'm saying is. Save up. Save up and really think about what your booth is going to look like and, uh, you know, really spend the time to actually plan this out before you go to these places because the way your booth looks and what you have in your booth and how you present yourself at these places reflects on you as a person. It's like sending your child out there with a runny nose and then Uh, hair uncombed, clothes unkept. What is that going to say? That's going to say that, oh, you don't care, you're not worried about how your child looks, and that's a bad reflection on you. Okay, it's the same thing. You go out there, you looked unkept, you got a bad attitude, or you're rude, or your customer service is off, and your booth looks a a mess, okay? If your booth looks a mess, then boom, okay, nobody's going to want to come to your booth and they're going to say, they're going to remember you too. Because you know what uh, the phenomenal um, Maya Angelou used to say, it's not always how they treat you. You know, you remember how people treat you pretty much. (laughs) I, I can't even get to say it right. But pretty much, people may not always remember, oh, yes, there it is. People may not always remember What you say, but they remember how you made them feel, okay? So, people remember how you made them feel just off of your energy. Energy is everything, okay? All right, so moving on, I'm going on a tangent, I'm going on a tangent, okay? Uh, okay, so pillows. You want to, like, again, get the smaller things. Pillows, phone cases. Um, nowadays, a lot of people are getting book bags with their art on it. Book bags, regular bags, phone cases, pillows, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I have a friend that right now, shout out to Nikki Creative. I have a friend right now. She does um, a lot of, her, she puts a lot of her own images onto earrings, and she makes beautiful earrings. I know another lady who does the same thing, but she does it in a different way where she puts it into actual metal, you know, and things like that. So get creative, you guys, with the type of products that you're offering at your booth so that you can make a good impression and have people come back year after year, especially if you're going to have a reoccurring thing at that particular festival. Okay, so moving on, number eight, buy a buggy, you guys. Okay, what do I mean by buggy? A buggy is like a shopping cart for uh, (laughs) grown-ups. It's a shopping cart for grown-ups that go to festivals and trade shows, okay? Buggies will save your life. You can get it from Amazon.com. You can get it from walmart.com you can get it from anywhere okay buggies I, I i need to buy one myself you know but i don't know if i'm willing even willing to do it at this point but yeah um get you a buggy because when you are unpacking your car you're unpacking uh your hotel room and you're heading down to the trade show floor or you're heading over to your booth You do not want to be traipsing back taking 15,000 trips because you're taking little things here and there one by one, one by one, okay? Nobody wants to do that. Unless you can pull right up to your booth, which nine times... Welcome back after that quick intermission. And we're going to finish off And get back into the conversation where we're talking all about buggies. You guys, yes, definitely get yourself some buggies. It is the absolute best thing ever. When I was at the last festival that I attended, I seen all of these people pulling out their grown-up shopping carts, (laughs) packing all of this stuff, putting it into their car, one or two times, and boom, that's it. They took one or two they took two to three trips, and boom, that was it. It was a done deal they because you know, after a trade show, you're extremely tired, you guys, extremely tired, like uh it's it's ridiculous like you've you feel like you've been running a marathon. And you've been ran over by a Mack truck. (laughs) Especially when you're not young anymore and you had a couple of kids and if you happen to have the kids with you. And, you know, the kids are wearing you out. The people are asking you a lot of questions. You know, at these festivals, there's a lot of people that want to talk to you. Especially if they feel like you're friendly. I mean, oh my God. Like, I had the weirdest conversation with somebody at my last festival, and that's a whole nother conversation for a whole nother day. If you guys want to hear about that, leave me some feedback and we'll talk all about the weird experiences I've had um, at festivals, carnivals, and with, you know, certain people and customers and people that I've encountered over the years and we'll have those conversations. But yes, it gets tiring, it can be absolutely exhausting, um, that just leads me right on into my, I'm doing like, uh, I'm very animated, you guys, so as I speak, I'm constantly, like, moving my hands, so anyway, um, as I lead you in on into the next conversation, pretty much, you should definitely be bringing snacks with you, bring snacks, like, I'm the person, like, even if you, like, if you're a health healthy, you know, health type of person, bring fruit, grapes, whatever, whatever, because you've already spent enough on the booth and the table equipment and all of these things that you bought supplies for the particular event. Even if you went out and did advertising, you already spent money for that stuff. So why are you spending money uh, on food and um, snacks at the event? Because some of those events, they upcharge on a lot of those snacks and normal everyday foods and stuff like that. And you can end up basically spending, you know, half your proceeds on buying other crap at the festival <laughs> and buying food. So do yourself a favor. Bring yourself some snacks, some water, chips, juice, food. Just just bring the whole smorgasbord Maybe make yourself a lunch meat sandwich, whatever, you know what I'm saying, meatball sub, a hero. If you happen to be in New York, get yourself a hero from the bodega and, you know, turkey, ham, and cheese, and keep it moving, you guys, because you're going to be tired and you're going to be hungry and cranky and all of that stuff. And that's actually what I'm going to be adding on my list as we speak. Because I always forget that and then I get there and I be starving, starving, and end up having to spend $12 for some french fries at the festival. Mm, No, I don't think so. But if you happen to go to a festival like at a farm where they have fresh produce and yummy goodies and pies and cakes and, you know, handmade stuff, homemade product then I would you know you can take a little bit of money and snap you up a couple of things because it tastes really really good and like when I went to the festival last time they had a peach oh they had the most yummy ooey ooey yummy yummy in my tummy peach smoothie oh my god oh my god hallelujah they had the most Absolutely gorgeous, beautiful smoothie. I mean, it was creamy. And then you could have the option of putting, like, ice cream on it. And, oh, my God, don't even get me started. This is not a food channel, Danielle, okay? You know, because I can get distracted. But (laughs) you know what I mean. Go ahead and bring your snacks so you can save some money and keep hydrated and full of energy. Throughout the show. Alright so. We're going to take a quick break. And we'll come back after these messages. Uh, Why do you need racks? Why do you need. Um, panels. You need racks and panels. For the setup of your art. And don't you know. You definitely want to have racks and panels. Why because. If you have big pieces of art. Um, you know, it looks better. It just looks better if you have the art on these panels. It'll be like your own little art gallery, but at a festival slash trade show. So definitely get yourself some panels. It just looks better aesthetically, and it just looks way more professional. Now, you know, these racks and panels come at different uh, price points. You know, they have Pan the pro panels that they actually call pro panels. Uh, I think it's called propanels.com. Those panels can run you seven hundred dollars. Okay, seven hundred dollars. A lot of um, you can run into a lot of money getting these pro panels, but for that, I wouldn't even recommend you get that until you know you're gonna definitely make your money back or you're selling art, hand over fist, or selling jewelry, uh, crafts, whatever it is, hand over fist, right? So, I would definitely recommend that you don't go overboard spending a bunch of money on, uh, you know, doing something like that. Like, that's just crazy. Uh, So, just get you some panels, some uh, cheaper panels or, or racks you know that are like 6 feet tall whatever on uh you know amazon.com or walmart whatever it is and keep it moving because that's too much going on same thing with the tent tents can run you hundreds of dollars go to walmart go to amazon it's actually it seems to be cheaper at walmart for some reason so go to walmart pick you up a $100 tent and keep it moving, if you have the budget for that. If you don't have the budget for panels and uh, a tent and all of that stuff, if if, if the trade show slash festival is going to be an enclosed area, don't even worry about it. Try to do everything you can to cut corners and save money in this instant. You really don't want to be in a situation where you're spending a bunch of money and you get caught out there, you guys. Definitely you don't, Okay. So uh, we went over that paint in the public, you guys. Yes, this is my favorite part because then we get into the paint um, or do some sort of demonstration. Right. I've noticed when you go to these shows, people absolutely go insane. They go bonkers. They love it. They eat it up when you are out there painting or demonstrating some sort of product. Like when I used to make jewelry, I would demonstrate how to make you know uh bracelets, whatever whatever beaded bracelets, or you know I would be doing my metal smithing right there on site. People would eat it up, they would absolutely love it, and it would not only get you attention but it will force people to come over to your booth, ask you what you're doing, ask you for your card, or even buy something so it's just another chance in a way for you to advertise and get your life. You know what I'm saying? Also, let's talk a little bit about um, how you look when you go to these trades. And I don't mean in appearance. I mean, how do you present yourself? Are you uh, friendly? Are you smiling? Like, even if you don't feel like it, you know, suck it up, buttercup. Get your life together. You know, suck it up. Smile. Pretend like, You know it's rainbows and sunshine and butterflies, because if you have a nasty disposition, or you know you got some stupid look on your face, (laughs) you got some crazy look on your face, people are not going to come to your booth, okay? But if you look cute, you smiling, you happy, say hi to people as they pass by, because if people, you know, people remember that if you're friendly or you're doing a demonstration and you're saying hi to people, even if they're not buying anything, they will remember that. Some people will double back, like, yo, okay, I liked how she was looking, or I liked how they were smiling, or whatever, whatever. I like that demonstration. I'm going to, you know, enjoy the festival, and then I'm going to double back, and I'm going to buy me something later on. People will remember that. So remember that quote that I was telling you by Maya Angelou. People remember, you know, um, how you made them feel. And that goes both ways. Um, So what are we on? Like number 12? I don't know. We're just going rogue at this point. Okay. Also, another good point, right? Number 12. (laughs) Take cash, you guys. Take cash and or check. Uh, Not check. Sorry. You definitely don't want to be taking any checks because, like, who takes checks anymore? Anyway, take cash and or credit. Okay, and then have it displayed at your booth that you take cash or credit. Because the last time I went to the trade show, I didn't have my swiper with me. I didn't have a swiper, period. I actually had to order one from PayPal. Uh, For those of you that don't know what a swiper is, a swiper is basically um, what you would use. Like, when you go to any store, I don't know, you're going shopping for something You get to the store, they swipe your card at the cash register. It's the same thing, except it's portable, right? And you can get them in all different forms. And these days, you want to get the swiper that has the chip. So you insert your card. Most people have a chip on their credit card nowadays, so that's more secure. It's definitely a better uh, position you're going to be in. So you definitely want to pick up a swiper, and you can get the swiper if you're part of PayPal, you can get it from PayPal. Um, Cash App does not have a swiper. And this is part of the reason why they have a lot of fraud and a lot of issues. And I don't really re- recommend... Uh, it's late, y'all. Okay? So I'm getting tongue-tied. I don't really recommend that um, you get deal with anything that has to do with Cash App. I mean, I, mean, I, I have Cash App, and I try to... Deal with them from time to time, but I really don't because it's, it's a lot of fraud. It's a lot of issues, a lot of glitching. So <clears throat> get yourself a swiper, something that can take the chip. I got my swiper already for you guys to come to visit. <laughs> when you guys come visit me at my upcoming festival. So that way you don't, and also you don't lose out on sales. Because when I was at the last festival, I didn't have my swiper and I lost out on a few sales because people was like, oh, well, I don't have cash. So a lot of people don't carry around cash like that no more. You know, so since people was like, oh, I don't have cash, you know, um, it was like, oh, I'll be back. It never came back. OK, so definitely I'm prepared. You need to be prepared. You know, get your life. You know what I'm saying? So, um, we talked about the swiper. Oh, get you some help. You know, get you a little helper. Your children, your mama, your sisters, your brothers, your husband, your wife, your spouse, whatever it is. Get you some help because you're going to need it. Most of these trade shows are several hours, honey. Ten hours, not ten hours, but seven hours, five hours, whatever it is. You're going to be out there, and in some cases, if you're out there in the summertime and in certain climates, you're going to be out there burning and sizzling, okay? So, you're going to be out there burning and, and hot, or you may even be somewhere with a little cool, okay? So, <laughs> you want to get you some help. Somebody that's going to be able to watch the booth when you have to leave to go to the bathroom, or if you want to go get something to eat, because it can be a very exhausting, tiring experience. I know people... Who do, who do trade shows and festivals and Comic-Cons and Dragon Cons and all the cons all year round. That's their gig. I even met somebody at the festival who did that, okay? So, you know, get you, uh you know, somebody that's going to be there, somebody that you can depend on, someone that you trust that you know is not going to run off with your product, steal your money, whatever, somebody you trust that you can leave there at the booth, while you're out, you know, going to the bathroom, eating, congregating, or whatever you're doing, taking a little break during the trade show um, event type of thing, okay? Um, also, let's talk about, oh, tablecloths. You want to get you some tablecloths. I find I like to go to booths that have tablecloths for some reason. And most you'll find in most places they have a tablecloth or they have something set up on their tables that it it looks way more professional. I love those um, those booths that have the tablecloths and all these interactive things you can do. you know, even play games, raffle off one of your paintings to make it more interactive and to get people in to the more people you can get in to talk to, the more people you can get to buy your stuff. That's the name of the game. getting people in there to buy your stuff, you guys. So definitely you want to have all the bells and whistles. And now let's get to the body of work, okay? As far as body of work, and that can be whatever. Like if you are a creator, I know people who do arts and crafts or who do paper crafting, paper mache, uh, custom tables, whatever it is you do, You need to have an abundance of that product on deck and ready to roll, you guys. You should have an abundance of that product, okay? Like, as we speak, I'm doing three or four paintings. You know, uh, tonight I'm going to do two paintings of uh, my lion series. I'm going to do two more lions tonight. I'm going to be having portraits done tomorrow. I've already done about five, six, seven paintings in the last two weeks alone. So you're going to be super tired. It's a marathon. Be prepared. Be ready. You should have lots of products, lots of prints, you know, uh, buttons, stickers, phone cases, whatever you got, throw it at that festival because, um, again, people love to buy little trinkets, um, I heard about something on this podcast where people was talking about they like play mats. I'm not quite sure what a play mat is, but I'm sure you can get your art printed on the play mat and you get the play mat. And pe- those are, I guess those are people who play games. Like, you know, they like, um, I don't know, like Fortnite and uh, whatever. Whatever game is out there that people be playing. You know what I'm saying? So get yourself some product, any type of merchandise that you can get, you know, and if you have a popular enough image, you can get that shit printed for years and never have to paint a lick. Okay, so definitely think about different uh, coming up with different concepts, uh, innovative concepts that is going to set you apart from the crowd and something that you can constantly get printin- printed on. Uh, different things like acrylic prints um acrylic block prints um metal prints you know you can get your images on that button stickers all that right etc cetera, etc cetera. so that's definitely something that you want to get into okay so oh my god you guys yes that's all the time that we have for tonight I hope you enjoyed this episode. This is episode 3, season 1. I love you guys so, so much. Make sure you join the family over on Facebook. And I will definitely, definitely keep up with you guys. Make sure you leave me a review. Review the episodes. Let me know how you're feeling, what topics you would like to hear next. You can also leave me a voice message.